Hello, everyone, and welcome to that wrestling show. It's spooky. It's Halloween, everybody. Yes. And uh, let us be the first to wish you all a safe and happy Halloween. Ooh, not safe. Ooh, spooky. Thanks a lot, bro. Mm. So this week... We are going to talk about Bound for Glory and the big news that came out of that. Yeah, because uh, guess what? Uh, I am a predictor of the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you did not hear last week's episode, Fro had said uh, three letters mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't AEW or WWE. No, it wasn't. No. Um, but why don't we? Because uh, we're going to talk about Bound for Glory, but, but let, let's quickly get into um some wrestling news, and we're going to start with what happened on Dynamite this past Wednesday night. Mm. Rick Rick Flair makes his AEW debut. Yeah, people that were shocked about this were like not following the rumors I feel like I was like yeah <laughs> and there were people that weren't happy about this eh. I, I understand guess... why I mean he has a past that is kind of crooked yeah He's, uh, I mean like it's uh, the same punk arguments uh uh, he's a douchebag, but uh, <laughs> I think this was a good move by TNA. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, yeah. AEW, sorry. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. my thinking is, and maybe I'm wrong, mm. I think they're only going to use Flair for Sting's final run. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the reason why he's there. So... I don't really understand why people are so upset by this. Other than him being Ric Flair, I don't really understand. Right. Like, because I, I really don't think that he's going to wrestle. No. I, I really don't. There's it, absolutely no chance in hell he is. Right. No so, chance in hell. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it at all. No. Um, are we going to see him every week? I don't know. No. I, well, you know, there are probably going to be some weeks where he can't make it. I do think it's kind of funny that uh, he's there with uh, the husband of his daughter. And his daughter is in WWE right now having terrible, terrible matches. Well, I mean, like we reported a while back, it was never confirmed that they separated. So we don't know if you know, they're still together or not. So. Like I said, I find it kind of funny. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, also, on the same show, mm-hmm. they announced that they will be doing a pay-per-view in December. Mm-hmm. It is... Yeah, December to remember. It will uh, be awesome. No, no. No? No. Oh, that's another pay-per-view? That, that was another pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, the this worst is, pay-per-view ever made, by the way. <laughs> this is called World's End. Yes. And it will be on December 30th. So it's going to be the last pay-per-view of the year for the major yeah. companies. Um, I had heard they were going to maybe do a December pay-per-view. I just didn't think it was going to be on the next to the last day of the year. Agree. Do you I agree, probably, by the way, that uh, the Spender to Dismember is uh, the world's worst uh, WWE pay-per-view in the world? I, I've I've never watched it, but from what I've heard... What? Yeah, I've never seen it. I've seen it. Um, It's easy. I've been avoiding it for the last 17 years. <laughs> Holy moly, I've seen a pay-per-view that you haven't. Yeah, that is really, like, if you want to really talk about, like, WWF going under, mm-hmm. or WCW, I mean. ECW. 
ECW, thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, that pay per view. Yeah. Um, other other news. Um, this one is kind of a big deal, and I'll and I'll mm. explain why. Um, last night, if you have the WWE Network internationally, or if you have Peacock here in the U.S., the cock. Mm-hmm. A documentary that was first announced to come or to premiere in 2021 finally debuted last night. Well, is, that feels a little bit late. <laughs> so the the documentary, for those that are curious, is called mm-hmm. Superfan: The Story of Vladimir and. For those who don't know who Vladimir is, he is this wrestling fan who has been at, like, the front row of, like, so many shows for WWF, WWE, for so many years. And they had made, like, a big deal of this. They had made a trailer of it. And for some reason, it just didn't get put out. Mm. But last night on WWE Network and on Peacock, they finally released this documentary. It is about a 37-minute documentary. Okay. And this is a story about a man who – now, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I remember reading about it, (laughs) he came to the U.S. from Russia. and discovered the WWF and he has been like if you see him you know him and then he's known as Vlad the super fan Mm. and from what I've always heard he's been a stand-up guy so I can't wait to watch this documentary Mm. so Check it out. It is called Superfan, the story of Vladimir. It is up on the WWE Network and on the Peacock. Um, I think that's really about it for the news. Well, it's I mean, uh... except for that big one that we will discuss <laughs> in our Bound for Glory review. Because something happened during that pay-per-view that will have to do with wrestling. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, before we get to the review, Mm. when when we previewed the show last Mm -hmm. week, we previewed eight matches. Mm -hmm. We ended up having seven. Mm Mm-hmm. The only reason, and this is what I read uh, a few days after the show. The only reason that we had seven was because the eighth match, the match for the Knockouts tag title, Mm -hmm. was pushed to being basically a warm-up match. They wanted to give time for the Hall of Fame speeches. Right. So the women's tag title match the knockouts tag title match it it was filmed and the match is up online on their youtube Mm -hmm. page to watch i did not watch it me neither i have heard it's pretty okay yeah so uh that's why we only have the seven instead of eight so with that said let's get into it Let's get into Bound for Glory 2023. Who knows, Fro? Maybe we will convince people to get the replay of this. Who knows? Yeah. So we started. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's the first pay-per-view I watched live, live in quite a while. It's been, oh gosh, two or three years since I last ordered an Impact pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And that was probably when Omega was champion. Right. 
<laughs> so. saying something, right? Yeah. So we start off with the X Division Championship match. Kenta challenging the champion, Chris Sabin. And Fro, I'll, I'll let you start this off. Yeah, this was a terrible match. No, I'm I'm joking. <laughs> what a match to begin with. Holy moly, what a good match. I had so much fun watching this. This was a good opening match mm-hmm. to start the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um this was a good back and forth match. Mm-hmm. Kenta did a really good job playing the heel here. Mm-hmm. Both guys were trying to avoid the other's finishing move. Mm-hmm. And then Sabin hit the cradle shock at the end to win to retain the X Division title. A, a, a really good opening match to start. Were the you, uh, yeah, before you, you know, we really go into this, were you worried that we were going to get a lot of like CM Punk chants and things like that? No. No. Because Actually, you know there what? There was almost none. Actually, it's a good thing you did mention Punk. I mean, mm-hmm. Phil. Because he was backstage. Yep. At but, the uh, show. That, but uh, that has a very easy uh, explanation with saying that uh, his former trainer is actually hired there. So. And he was, and here's the funny thing. He was even offered a chance to make a, like a cameo appearance on the yep. show. Yep. And he was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta give him props on that. Yeah, me too. So, um, opening match, like I say, I thought it was a good opening match. I, mm-hmm. I gave this a B minus. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Meltzer gave this three and three quarter stars. Okay. So the next match is the Monsters Ball match. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I have to say, <laughs> this match. I, I really liked that they actually went with the whole, they're in, like, a room for 24 mm-hmm. hours with no food, mm-hmm. no. I liked that part. I thought so- that was really good. Right, so here's the thing where I will say this is both uh, a good thing and a bad thing. So I very much enjoy how uh, uh, TNA like matches and mixes their very like serious matches with gimmick matches Mm -hmm. and uh, how they give both of them breathing room and with with that i i i i also super enjoyed this match on such a different level than the first match but it is very good to see that they are kind of like i i think the pacing of this pay-per-view was really good until maybe the two last matches um, but but yeah, I really liked how they put this in here, and I I have said before that I uh, would rather have a good storyline than a good uh, match, mm-hmm. and that is what definitely what I got here. The the only problem that I have with this match mm. is at times. It felt either a little rushed mm-hmm. or a little slow. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, I also agree with that. Yeah, some of the people that were in it was there too long, and some of the people that was in it was there too short. And then towards the end, Bully Ray comes out. Mm-hmm. That was Be- so funny because Macklin. Goes to the second rope, mm-hmm. almost gonna go to the top. Bully comes out, 
and he gets up in the Macklin's face. Macklin doesn't do anything. Nope. And Bullet just gives him a push. <laughs> and it's so like, funny. ah! That's, nah. that's all it is. It's like, ah! And then PCO at the end, he hits a senton onto both Moose and Rhino. Mm-hmm. And PCO gets the pin to win. And this surprised people. Oh, yeah. Me because too. Because they thought PCO was going to leave. Yep. And what's the rumors? And they ended up agreeing to a new one year contract. So, yeah. I'm very happy for them. Um, this is actually my second least favorite match of mm-hmm. the show. There Mine is well. one that is worse. Yes. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that in a little later. So, yeah, I gave this a C. I gave it the C as well. Okay. Meltzer gave this three and a quarter stars. Whoa. So we're, uh, all right. Uh, so then we get the Impact Tag Title match. Mm-hmm. Ace Austin and Chris Bay challenging the Rascals. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for another match, mm-hmm. this yeah, was this my match of the night. Done. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. This is my second favorite match of the night. I really like the pacing and uh, really good chemistry in this match. The chemistry mm-hmm. is amazing. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Wentz for the stuff that he's done outside of the ring, you know. Right, me neither. With, uh, with the Hilt, you know, the Mr. Hilter look. Um, mm-hmm. But no, this was a great tag team match. Um, I agree. The chemistry is there, like you said. It mm-hmm. is great back and forth action. This really got the crowd into it. Yeah, uh, the crowd in this pay per view all over had so much to say. Mm-hmm. The, they were hot for things that were hot and very silent for things that was not as bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Austin and Bay win the titles back. Mm-hmm. It was, like I said, it was a really good tag team match. This is probably one of the better tag matches I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. I gave this a B plus. I gave it an A minus. Meltzer gave this three and three quarter stars. The same as the last. The same as the same as the first, and a little better okay. than the second. Okay. Yeah. And now we're gonna talk about, and I'm just gonna say it, the match that David Meltzer has called the greatest match in Impact Wrestling history. Uh, Will Ospreay and Speedball Mike Bailey. I don't think it is. I I can think of another match that I liked better than this, but I I agree it's good. I think the triple threat match, Joe Daniels and AJ Styles had in 05. That was just in my mind. You read my mind. But this is this is straight up a match of the year contender. Yeah. It is it's a straight that up camp. good. Yeah. Um how can we try to describe this? I mean okay, I will I will say this. I went into this thinking, oh this will be an okay match. This really will be good. It's two wrestlers that I very much like. Uh, the pacing in this is perfect. The storytelling in this is perfect. Like, I have absolutely no problem saying this is my favorite match of the year so far. Like, so far, it's, it is. This is in my top ten right now. Mm. I don't know if it's in my top five, but it's easily in my top ten. Okay. This is a tremendous 
back and forth match. They wow. are flying all over the place. Wow. They are selling like a million dollars. Um, I knew Osprey was good. I mm. had not seen Mike Bailey in a big time match like this, and he won oh, me yeah. over. Okay. He cool. won me over. Yeah, it is it's a tremendous as well. Mm. It's a tremendous match. A lot of near falls. Mm-hmm. Osprey wins uh, hitting the Hidden Blade and then the Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. This is an A-plus match for me. Yeah. This is, I, I mean, sometimes I know we'll do like the, oh, it's an S, you know, if it's like really, really good, but this is easily an A-plus match. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not an S for me, but it's uh, definitely an A-plus and also because of like how surprised I, I was out of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Meltzer, who probably thinks highly of Will Ospreay, gave this... I have heard some rumors about that, yes. He gave this five and a quarter stars. Yeah. I have absolutely no problem saying that is the correct... Rating. Now, after we've gone through that, this is where it kind of goes on a nosedive for a while. Well, not a nosedive, but I will say that the next match was definitely the calling match of the night oh, for me. Oh, man. It is the call your shot gauntlet match. Yeah, I didn't like this match. But I. It's- I, I thought I thought uh, I was semi-correct of the winner. So now, to be honest, this match really had no chance. Yeah, especially no after. Chance, no. Yeah, no. we're not going to go through everything, but we are going to mention a couple of nice surprises that mm-hmm. we got. The first surprise that we got. Juventud Guerrera. Yeah. In mask, too. Yeah. Really nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Another surprise that we got, and I think he's going to fit great, is Sonny Kiss. I was so happy to see Sonny Kiss there. Sonny Kiss is perfect for yeah. Impact Wrestling. And so underrated. So fucking underrated. I saw Sonny Kiss wrestle live uh, almost two I years did. ago. No. Uh, like, I was in the arena. Sonny Kiss can go. Yeah. I don't care, you know, what your thoughts are about if he's a man, if he's a woman. Sonny Kiss can go. And when Sonny Kiss can go... That person is really good in the ring. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I, I almost thought, oh, they are going to win <laughs> when they come in. But uh, and, yeah, no. And then Matt Cardona comes out. What? Yeah, I was like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, really. <laughs> that was um, fun. I also want to give props to Jake something. Mm-hmm. Who was the number one entrant? Mm-hmm. And he made it to almost the very end. Like he was in like maybe the last six in the match, mm-hmm. five or six in that match. So the final four end up being Keelan King. Bully Ray, Matt Cardona, and Jordan Grace. Yeah, and I said last week that I thought Jordan Grace would win, so... You you, you said a female would win. Well, I said most... Those were your exact words. Okay, okay. I I said a surprise entrant would win, which I was close. Cardona was a surprise. Oh, yeah. Um, So Bully and Grace throw out the other two. And then we get to the one-on-one match, mm-hmm. 
and Jordan Grace wins. Mm-hmm. She so wins happy. the Call Your Shot gauntlet, and she immediately after the match calls her shot. What and what did I say which happened? At hard to kill. Yeah. I said, and whoever wins, uh, it's going to be a female, and they're going to go over uh, um, to the women's to the uh, champion. I said, you did, you did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you had the uh, the book there. Almost, yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah, because we will talk about that a little later, yeah. won't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm combining this all together. This was my least favorite match because there were some parts. Mine as well. There were some parts that were kind of unnecessary. Like, I didn't need Crazy Steve to interfere in the match. No. There, there were a few things I didn't need. This is what I call a bad clusterfuck. I gave this a C minus. I gave it a C minus as well. Okay. Meltzer gave this. One and a half stars. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nope. Well, he uh, gave the gauntlet one and a half stars. He didn't do a rating for uh, Jordan and Boldy. He didn't rate that one. But as far as the gauntlet, he gave it one and a half stars. All right. Then we go to the knockouts title match. Mickey James versus Trinity. I I mean, they have really shot the gold bird with having Trinity here. I mean, she's done more in Impact than she has ever done in WWE. And I am extremely happy she's uh, their their champion. But this was not a good match. No. It, it wasn't. It was. It was a bit no. of a disappointment. I, I. I don't know what happened. It felt like Mickey James didn't really show up. I am going to blame most on her because it se- seemed like he wasn't all there. I. I don't want to blame either one. Well, sometimes. I will. I know you will. Sometimes. I don't have a legion to anybody. When you have, you know, wrestlers. Mm. Chemistry sometimes just does not work. The chemistry is not there. And I don't think the chemistry was here for this match. No. And I also, like I said, I really didn't think Mick James showed up in this match. She was like a little like, okay, let's get it over. That's more or less what it felt like. Um, Trinity got her submission move in mm-hmm. and forced Mickey to tap, and that's how Trinity retained the title. Yeah. I gave this a C. I gave it a C-. minus. I I do think it's better than... Other match, but I buy a here. Meltzer gave this two and a quarter stars. Yeah, I totally can see that. So now we go to the main event. Yeah, I am going to say this before we go into the main event. I think people are a little harsh on this main event. I liked it. So it is Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley. So the buildup is perfect, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Alexander never lost the belt. Nope. He, ha- he had to surrender the belt to injury. Mm-hmm. Shelly has been champion mm-hmm. and wants to prove that he is a legit champion. And he is. This is a good wrestling match. Yep. Not a flying all over the place. Yep. It's good wrestling. Yep. It's a solid, good back and forth match. Each guy yep. works on a body part. 
And then the ending is kind of a surprise to me, mm-hmm. like the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Because Alexander gets the ankle lock on that Shelly, but Shelly's able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Shelly hits Shell Shock and he pins Alexander. Yep. He just straight up pins him in the mm-hmm. ring, in the middle of the, well, not the middle of the ring, but he pins him and wins. Yeah. And, and I think the fans were kind of shocked about this. Yeah. So after the match, Alexander grabs the belt and he presents the belt to Shell mm-hmm. and wraps it around his waist. Huh? I gave this a B minus. I actually gave it a B plus. Okay. I yeah, I I I thought this was very good. I I don't really understand the hit for this on I, I don't there. either. I thought this was a good main yeah. event. Yeah. Meltzer gave this four stars. Yeah. And I so, think I agree with with him. Yeah. So okay, that's the end of the pay-per-view. We're gonna see oh wait a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> because Okay, let the, me say it. Let, let me say it. Okay, so I have to explain what I'm doing to to watching this and all of that. So I, you know, I write my grades down, and I'm Mm. thinking, okay, show's over. But then they start playing a video. Oh, such a good video. I have two thoughts. The first thought that I had is, mm. oh, they're going to do like a, a Halloween-like ending. Like they're going to... That's maybe... what I, I, I thought they were going to do something Halloween-y. Yeah. Or uh, talk about their next pay-per-view or even though something like that. Even though Halloween at that time wasn't for another week and a half. Right. So the scene, it's nighttime. And they're in kind of a swamp. It's not really a swamp, but it's 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 a cross between a forest and a swamp. I would yeah, say. we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And you see different wrestlers either walking or running mm-hmm. in the woods, and then and then you'll also see some wrestlers. Like in studio, you know, just taped. So here you have Josh Alexander, mm-hmm. Eric Young, mm-hmm. the Machine Guns, mm-hmm. Eddie Edwards, and his wife Alicia. Is that is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right, and then Frankie Kazarian pops <sighs> up. From underneath the water. That's so fun. And he has a hat and a bandana on. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, not really the the best idea for diving, but I've never been diving, so maybe he knows better. And he has a box in his hands. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> so, yeah. So they're talking, and it's like, you know, we we have to bring this back. Mm-hmm. So they, so it's Alexander who opens the box, and I don't know if they're trying to portray it as like Pandora's box or not. I I think that's what they were going for, probably. Yeah, and then you see all this stuff shooting out of the box. Mm-hmm. And it's like this mash of clips and highlights and stuff. And then you see on the screen, TNA, hard to kill. And then we go back to the arena because they were showing it on the screen in the arena. Mm-hmm. Here's 
everybody that was in the video in the ring and Scott Demore, who was not in the video. And they announced that in 2024, TNA is back. Mm-hmm. And the fans go crazy and they start the TNA chant. And that is how Bound for Glory ends. Yeah, I can't uh, say that I uh, don't agree to this because guess what? I agree to this. Here's here's the thing. Okay. I, I I I talked with uh, Jim mm-hmm. a little while ago before we we started recording, which is why I'm, which is why you know I'm a little late today. Yeah, thanks, Jim. <laughs> no. Yes. He said something to me that really goes well with what we're talking about here. Okay. In 2023. No, wait a minute. Was it Jim? No. No, it wasn't Jim. I'm sorry. It was uh it, it was DK last night. Okay. So, Jim, you're off the hook. Yeah, thanks, Jim. In 2023, with social media, dirt sheets, message boards, you can't really hide secrets anymore. You can't do surprises anymore. I had no idea. Yeah. This was happening. Nobody did. <laughs> but I will tell you, as someone that has followed a lot of like the after talk of this, this is something they have worked on for a very long time. Right. Uh, mostly because uh, there has been some disputes on who owns the name and uh, also. Uh, if the market would uh, allow them to more or less go back back to the old times. Um, I am uh, very, very happy to say that they have said that there's absolutely no plans of bringing the five-sided ring back. Right. Um, I have heard that. Uh, for people that were a little, like, uh, worried about that, that is not going to happen. Uh, but... I will say that I think that having the, that brand name, uh, having uh, the branding back to their promotion, and actually instead of like denying it, actually going with it, I think is extremely good. It is a little like uh, WWE would hide uh, that. They were called WWF. Oh, they do that all the time. Oh. Right. With Here's the thing, and I think this is something that just should be said right off the bat. Mm. They're not going to get back right away. Nope. Any fans because of this change of the name. Nope. It's nope. going to take time. That's not why I'm happy. The reason why I'm happy because of this is them stop in denying where they came from. Stop denying, like, like when they changed to Impact Wrestling, I have never, ever called them Impact. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I I just don't. Not because I don't want to, but I don't remember it. That they are called that. In my eyes, as a company, I have followed for a long time. They will always be TNA. TNA. So I think embracing that name instead of denying that name right. is is the, the right way of going. And uh, uh, according to what I have heard, uh, this was something that uh, they had talked to the company 
they are going over to uh, when it comes to streaming uh, things as well. Th- mm-hmm. This was something that was very latent in their uh, talking to uh, companies of getting uh, rights to streaming their uh, their um, uh, previous week. Yeah, yeah, week to week content. So it was not only it was the was it something they wanted. It's something. Uh, uh, who is it that got their streaming rights again? Oh, for Impact. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't remember. But uh, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. It was something they they also wanted Impact to go back to TNA. Mm-hmm. So. If everybody wants it, like what go is holding you back? Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, are are people going to go? Oh, is Dixie Carter going going to come back? Is the guy from Smashing Pumpkins going to come back? I understand that. I I understand that people are like thinking of those days of TNA. That is the shit days of TNA. Of right. course, I understand that, but. Instead of, like I said, denying what you're embracing it is the right way to go. And there is uh, a 33-minute video up Mm -hmm. of Scott Damore explaining why they're going back to this. And I I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'm so happy that Scott is in charge of this because he's the right guy. He's He's so the right guy. He's if, so the right guy for this company. He's he's done more for TNA than Dixie ever did in uh, ever did. And and you know it, it's kind of funny that we mentioned Dixie mm-hmm. because for as much help that she had put in. Mm-hmm. TNA from basically, you know, keeping the doors open. Oh yeah, definitely. There's as much good that she did as there is much bad that she did, and maybe I even agree. worse. I agree. Like the one thing she never needed to do was become a character on TV. That was the yeah. one thing. And, I agree. And I think she got a little power hungry. Like I like I remember watching last year on mm. the the video from an episode of Impact. The I don't know if it's famous or infamous now. Probably infamous. <laughs> a little of both, yeah. Yeah. Where she has a meeting with the entire staff. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, you can either be behind us, or you can be not behind us. And if you're mm-hmm. not behind us, then we don't need you. That's yeah. the wrong way of leadership. Yeah, I uh, agree. And now, and now that you have Anthem Entertainment owning yeah. Impact, yeah. and you're letting... A wrestling guy in Scott yep. Demore lead yep. the company. Yep. You can do good things, and this is one of them. I agree. The name change goes into effect at this next pay per view, Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you're someone like Fro, who has been a TNA fan, has been an Impact fan. And are like, they're going to do something good. This moment, this night, was the night. Yep. And obviously, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take time. Will they eventually get fans back or get new fans? Yeah, they will. I, mm-hmm. I think they will. It's just... They've got to make the opportunities happen. They just have to make the opportunities happen. Mm-hmm. They've got a really good roster. 
Um, and I also think it helps with like having matches like they had this yeah. week on their pay per view because I can promise you this: people I have never heard talking about or Impact or whatever are talking about them this week. Yeah. So where we go from here remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gonna be. To them. It's going to be fun to see what they do for at least yeah. the next year, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And like I said, I, I I think it's entirely up to them. Yeah. I think I I think they are in a way one of the most interesting wrestling companies right now. I I I I can I can buy arguments for NXT to a certain degree. But right now, I have more interest in in uh, Impact slash TNA than right. than I have ever had, and and that is because of how good they have done it, especially the last year, like right. especially the last year, like the the three last years have been hard for me as an Impact fan, and I'm very happy to to see that I have done as good as they have. And I think part of a a little bit of why the last three years have been hard is because part of it is the pandemic. Yeah. But that was, but that was with everybody. Yeah. yeah. It just took, in a way, in a way I am happy that like for TNA, I think it was actually one of the best thing that could have ever happened. It's kind of weird in that way. Like when when Dixie came under, she really came under, and I I I think getting rid of her and being at the brink of uh, closing down because holy moly they were close. Yeah, like there were a few times where it's like, yeah, they're done, they're yeah. done. Yeah. But no, I'm I was. Happily surprised yep. with the announcement. Me too. Um, it's not going to get me to come back right away, but right. I'll keep my eye out to see what'll happen with that. So, yeah. Um, there is one other piece of news that I wanted to mention, and I kind of remembered it while we were talking about the pay per view and TNA coming back. Uh. Mark your calendars if you haven't, folks. August 31st, mm-hmm. the first WWE pay-per-view event ever to be held in Germany. Mm-hmm. It will be called Bash in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a real original name for a pay-per-view. Not really. Bash in <laughs> Berlin. I uh, yeah, I had a I had a female friend of mine. Uh, we were talking about this, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's going to be called Bash in Berlin." And she said, "Oh, so it's about Nazis?" And I was like, "I, I had really. <laughs> I had kind of that thought, but I didn't really yeah. want to say it." So yeah. I was like, no, not really. That's not what they're going for. But I can see why she was like thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. But first pay per view in Germany, which is a big yeah. deal there. And then there's yeah. rumors, and it's only rumors, it hasn't been confirmed, that there could be a WWE pay per view in Paris. Mm hmm. This year it could be backlash. I mean, I'm I'm just waiting for John Cena to come out in Grand Jewel and say, "Hey, um, <laughs> I promise you, you will have WrestleMania here." Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, we will talk about Grand Jewel very soon. Yeah, next week. Soon. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Um. So we'll just do. Like, super quick plugs. I'm not even going to mention the podcast that we normally plug, except ours. So, Fro, uh, another digital citizen this week. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned something about Donald Trump and 420. 
What? No. 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 Maybe I, maybe I read your episode title wrong. Yeah, I think you did. All right. Uh, let me find it while we talk about something else. Okay, so I'll mention uh, some of the podcasts I'm doing. A uh, brand new episode of Sharks Pond, the South Park podcast. This week, the episode I'm reviewing is A Boy and a Priest. That's mm. the episode. And later this weekend, Fro and I are going to give our thoughts on the brand new South Park special that came out yesterday, Joining the Panderverse. Yeah, that will come out tomorrow. We don't have the time to record right. it today, sadly. Um, anyway, uh, our newest episode of Another Digital Citizen is called James Bond Demonetizes One Billion Elon Musk Account. So did you hear uh, that Elon Musk was like, oh, I will give uh, uh, one billion dollar to Wikipedia if they change their name to Wikipedia? Oh, God. Yeah. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, everybody. Yeah. Elon Musk. Give him a round of applause for being a douche. <laughs> um, also, check out a brand new episode of the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast, where we discuss Ric Flair's run in the WWF from 1991 to 1993. Mm-hmm. And check out the Downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to get froze picks this week because we're running a little bit short on time. But... Yeah, and also I would beat him, so he's afraid of getting my picks. Not really, but, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, next week, we are going to preview Crown Jewel. Uh, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns wins, lol. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Seven matches are announced. Um, that's probably going to be the card for that. And any other wrestling news that we have, we'll mention it here. So, I, everybody. I, I, I will tell you this. If Roman Reigns doesn't win in that match, I will donate to this podcast a thousand dollars. You better hope that he doesn't win. Okay, last time you said you donate money, it ended up not happening because, you know, wink, no. wink. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> wink, wink. I forgot about it. Everybody have a good, safe week. Have a happy Halloween, no matter where Whoa. it is you are. Come back next week for another episode of that wrestling show, the podcast, where all pro wrestling matters. And as always. Uh, trick or treat. Wrestle on.